This is The Catch-Up with Nick and Hado. Welcome to The Catch-Up, catcher-upperers. Shh. What? We'll make them think their phones died. Oh, okay. Bit of a prank. That's not really good, though, if we're talking Shh, about... Shut okay, up. Sorry. Yeah, okay. Can I be, can I be extra quiet? <laughs> they look like absolute... Look like an absolute idiot. <laughs> Do they? I mean, all they're going to do is check their phone and see that we're being idiots. <laughs> the table. Yeah, but if we got them for quick. even a second, it's good. Is it? I like. Yeah. To, I actually like to treat our listeners with respect I don't. and care. I don't mm. like to prank them. No. Nah. Although speaking of pranks, we did get pranked. Nick, oh. We're on the receiving end of this. Yeah. That's probably why you want to get uh, the the listener so bad in a prank because we got pranked by a listener. We get back at Jaleel. Yeah. Uh, you might have heard him on the show. Two days ago, two catch-ups ago. Goes by a different name, yep. apparently. King Budu. <laughs> Which we learned what that means. Yes, uh, we uh, confronted him about it a little later on this catch-up. Yeah, he was being a real Budu to us. <laughs> yes, he was. On the show. Yeah. Uh, also, we have my dad on the show today. He uh, has been, I guess, tell me about this conspiracy theory that he's been buying into lately. Your dad doesn't seem like the kind of conspiracy-minded no. man. And he's he not really. Very, he seems very logical and straightforward. And no, I, I know what I know is the truth. Mm. You know, and he is. He's that. He's that. He's that sort of. He's a straight laced guy like that. But uh, no, he's got a conspiracy theory that he's actually buying into that involves coronavirus, the Vietnam War, AFL, uh, and D Day. Yes, I know. You know what? It's not that far fetched. I think he, it's not he's onto crazy. Something. I think he's onto something here. I don't know if he if I agreed with the whole like you know, the tie thing, how like the signals, but. That'll make sense when you hear it. Mm. But I agree that someone got tipped off. Potentially. We'll see. Uh, it's coming up in the catch-up. Also, Nick, today, well, I guess it was yesterday, I had the most embarrassing moment I've had in quite a long time. Wet your pants in that meeting we had. <laughs> no, this would be worse, I think, than that. Wow, you topped it in the same day. Uh, yeah, well, the meeting, no one knew about the meeting, so thank you. But no, I did have a very embarrassing moment yesterday afternoon, uh, and I think I might have to move out because of it. Yeah, mm. you should. The house is up for sale. It is actually. So you're actually you want to buy my house? Yeah, following through, that actually do you a huge favor mm. right now. Uh, I mean, I don't get the money. I'm renting. Yeah, I would man. have to move out. If yes, they... that's what I'm saying. It's a huge favor. Oh, they I can, see. They can essentially help you in that process. Yeah. Okay. Well, all that's coming up today on the catch up. Get up with Nick and Hado on hit. Hado, I was catching up with my dad recently, and he's down in Victoria. He's in the Melbourne area and is uh, going into six weeks of lockdown. Mm, tough. Uh, not an ideal situation, but as we were talking, he revealed that there's a bit of a conspiracy theory afoot down there. He's a logical man, so it's got to be a good theory mm. for him to believe it. He joins us now. Morning, Dad. Good morning, Nicholas Thomas. Good morning, Hayden. <laughs> good morning. Now, uh, Dad, you explain it best to Hado because there is a conspiracy theory that you are sort of trotting out there at the moment that involves coronavirus the uh, Australian Football League, and in an ex- to an extent, the Vietnam War and D-Day. <laughs> well, that's a very interesting story, and who loves a conspiracy theory? I think I do on the occasion. Oh, well, what's happening? This one, well, this one's an interesting one in that it was interesting last week, at the end of last week, all of a sudden, the AFL clubs down here disappeared. They all flew interstate. Yeah, I saw that. Like all the, all the Melbourne teams, they flew to Sydney to keep training. And the question must be asked, and quite a few people down here in Melbourne are asking, what did they know that we didn't? Because uh-huh. we didn't know about our own lockdown, did we? Right. So you think Anyhow. that they, they had some insider knowledge? Well, there must have been. And when you think back through history, we've had a couple of examples where the media has been used to 
send a code. So did you know before the D-Day invasions, Yeah. on the BBC, they played a French poem that was to say to the French resistance, D-Day is on, get ready. Okay. So, do you think so that, do you I'm think... now thinking we've got to go back and look at the videos <laughs> of the AFL CEO to see whether like he tugged at his tie or, or said something that was a little bit out of context when he was talking to the media that the AFL club said, ah, it's on. Yeah, maybe Dan Andrews, you know, adjusted yeah. his glasses or something. All right, we've got to get out of here. We've got to evacuate this yeah. AFL. Dad, this happened in, with Vietnam War as well, you were saying. Indeed. In, and in 1975, they played, I think it was on the American broadcast uh, for the armed services over there, on the eve of the big evacuation, yeah. I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas. And that was code for get to the, the embassy and let's get out of here. So for those who've got the time, I think we've got to go back and look at the video of the CEO of the AFL last week to see whether he actually (laughs) sent some very cryptic message. All right. Well, I don't really have much time on my hands, but uh, you're in lockdown, so maybe you can do that one for us. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining us, Dad. Appreciate it. Get up with Nick and Hado on CQ's Hit. Nick, uh, yesterday I was embarrassed myself like you wouldn't believe. I wouldn't believe it. So it's it's a, it's a very high level, is it? Well, look, I think that as, and maybe this is the same with you as well, but just because we constantly embarrass each other on this show, we have a pretty high tolerance for being embarrassed. I, I think about that quite often. I mm. don't think I've truly been mortified or embarrassed since like year three. Yeah. See, I, I thought that as well. I'm like, yeah, I, I can't be embarrassed. Well, it turns out I can be because I did something just so embarrassing yesterday afternoon. Like I'm talking, you know, when you, you get that feeling in your stomach and you just want to like melt through the ground and disappear forever. Sure. Well, not since year three. Yeah, <laughs> but um, God, it's a it's a it's a memory that doesn't quite leave you, does it? No. So yesterday afternoon, I was leaving my house. I was going to go to the shops, and um, and so I was, embarrassing. No, uh, well, just patient. Uh, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to have a bit of a sing in the car. <laughs> you know what? I don't know if you ever do this. I think a lot of people do. You're like, you know, it's going to blow off some steam. Mm-hmm. The car's soundproof enough, isn't it? I'm just going to crank the whatever's on the radio and just have a bit of a sing. Sure. What are we and singing to? For some, I don't know why, but for whatever reason, I decided to sing this absolute banger. Did you seek this song out, or is this what was just on no, the radio? No, I sorted it out. I went onto my phone and typed in Seal Kiss My Rose. Ah. I don't know why. I just some Something just went into my head and said, you should sing really loudly Seal's Kiss My Rose. I, so I was sitting in my driveway, sure. cranked it up real loud, was belting it out. I was putting a lot of heart and soul into it. Just by yourself, which I know for a fact your girlfriend Lucy was not at home yesterday. No, she wasn't. So you uh, had a bit of time to just you know get on the solo karaoke. Uh-huh. I have no neighbours either. Because uh, one, one house is an abandoned house, the other one's being renovated, so no one's around. So, so I'm like, you know what? Just let loose. Why is this embarrassing, though? Because, I mean, I sing along in the car and stuff as well. Like, I think it's a yeah. pretty common thing. Everyone, you know, wiles out to a tune. So I was wiling out, no one around, start backing out um, of my driveway. Yeah. And sort of as I, uh, I'm singing very loudly and approaching sort of the curb, I realize that uh, there are three cool-looking teenagers just staring at me through my car window, very obviously <laughs> listening to me belting out Seal's Kiss from a Rose. Interesting. Uh, and I think they might live on my street, so... It's, it's awful, because I could, you know If I'm in that situation with you, if a, yeah. kid, if a child sees me, who cares? If an adult sees me, who cares? They do the same thing. But cool-looking teenagers, a cool, man. A cool teenager? Uh. They're probably famous on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, There's, I know. Oh, the worst. So I'm going to have to move out, I think. Yeah. 
Instagram. The Instagram's telling me everything. Nick and Hado are on Instagram. Follow at HitCQ. Give us a ring. 13, 12, 16. Let us know where was the snake. Yes, by now, hopefully you've all heard of the Gladstone man. His name is Jimmy. And uh, got pulled over by the cops a little mm. while back for going 123 kilometres an hour. No good. 23Ks over the speed limit. They said, hey, Jimmy, why are you speeding? He goes, I was getting attacked by a car that was in the footwell. Did you say a car? I got attacked by a snake brother <laughs> while I was in the car. Yeah. And the, the snake was lunging at him, was trying to bite him between the legs. An eastern brown snake. Mm. One of the deadliest snakes going around. Crazy stuff. And he thought he'd been bitten as well. So he thought he was rushing to, I don't know, maybe get to hospital or something. Yeah. And he mm. fought it off with a knife. He killed it. Yeah. Insane. Yep. Snakes end up everywhere. It's regional Australia, people. We're going to have snakes in our own backyard. Let's hit the phones, 13, 12, 16. Tom, where was the snake, mate? I was um, cleaning out the, the shed in the uh, back one, and I was moving some stuff around and picked up the ladder, and as I was moving the ladder around, I didn't realise how high up I was carrying it, and the top of the ladder had um, had knocked the, uh, the, the, the pillars up on the ceiling, okay. and next thing I... And next thing I know, this big monster just fell on top of me. Uh, Eastern brown snake, I was. And it yeah, fell on you, the same as this other bloke. Yeah, so like it must have died up on. Uh, oh, I was dead. Oh my god! Yeah, well, yeah, I later found that out. So uh, yeah, I, the ladder had knocked the ceiling rafters, and this thing just fell on top of me. Oh, and I'm glad it's I, dead because that would have aggravated the hell out of it if it was alive. Yeah. Yeah, well, good thing I was wearing my brown pants because I was yeah. very terrified. Yeah, makes a lot yeah. of sense. Yeah, suppose in the moment uh, you're not yeah. checking if it's alive. Like, no, you're not... what what did you do? Did you scream and run away? How did you react when you have a dead snake draped around your neck? Well, I remember the situation being very calm, very cool, stepping out of the shed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, my family remembered me screaming like a girl and running away, but, yep. you know, I reckon... I'm the one calling you, so I can be the one to tell the story. <laughs> yeah. I reckon I'm going to believe your family uh, about that one, Tom. Hey, appreciate the call, buddy. 13, 12, 16, let us know where was the snake. Adam's giving us a buzz, buddy. Where was the snake? You wouldn't believe it, but it was in our living room. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I, I was literally like six or something, and I walked out to turn, I don't know, play school on or something, and um, and I heard this noise, and I looked down, and it was this massive brown snake. Like, I was young. Like, I was yeah. little. Oh, and I remember running to tell mum. Mum came out, screamed, mm. and then had to call dad. Dad had to come back from work. And you'd seen him <laughs> chase this thing around the house with a broom trying to get it out. It was hilarious. Adam, did you live in a place that was just rife with snakes? Or is this a one-off sort of thing? We saw heaps. I was on a property growing up. Yeah. But we had cats, so they never really went in the house. But I don't know, this particular day, this snake was in it. He was just living at large, watching yeah, play school went, with me. Went through the border. Wow. So, yeah, it chased a living brown snake out of your... House of the Broom. How did that go? Was that easy? Was that a long process? Didn't, didn't end well for the snake. I was I, oh. I was trying not to get to that part of the story, Dad. <laughs> well, I mean, they're one of the that deadliest snakes in the world, form. so you sort of got to protect yeah. your, your kill own, or, you know? Kill or be killed, yeah, really. That's, that's that's the snake's language, you know? That's, that's nature. The animal kingdom. It's the most <laughs> natural thing you can do. Mm. Thanks for the call, Ads. Get up with Nick and Hato on CQ's Hit. Some big supermarkets from around the world, Hato, are now boycotting. They're saying we're not going to have a very specific product on some of our shelves. Yeah, right. They're not going to have um, coconut water. We're going to stop selling coconut water from some specific brands as well because it turns out that uh, this coconut water was not made by, you know, any Tom, Dick or Harry. Mm. It was uh, made by a handful of very close to Tom, Dick and Harry, but some very friends, monkeys. 
is made by monkeys. Yeah, so there's a, there's a bunch of uh, coconut waters out on the market currently where the coconuts have been picked by monkey slave labour. Oh, my God. And I thought... What, what brands? Is it Pete Evans' brand of coconut water? It doesn't say Pete Evans. Is it Raw Sea? So what I've been reading is there's a, there's a, quite a few, and the ones that I don't know, and some actually that I can't pronounce because they're trying to be so trendy. I'm just like, yeah, Otrose? Otrose? Never heard of it. Never heard it, never seen it. But there's some out there, and apparently some of the bigger brands as well. I was reading this. Monkey slaves to make coconut water. Yeah, I saw um, that. You know, I saw this article. I didn't understand it at first, Mm. to be honest with you. I I read it. They're like, people are upset that monkeys are picking um, fruits and then they're making uh, coconut water from them. I thought, who cares? I genuinely thought. (laughs) Well, I didn't realize it was slave labor hater. What do you you think they're paying the monkeys? I would assume they're being fed. Well, yeah, it doesn't matter if they get, of course, they're getting fed to their slaves, too. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't understand that. I thought it was like, oh, we're complaining. I was like, I thought... You, think we, the, monk, I, you thought the monkeys might have enjoyed being slaves? Well, I didn't know they were slaves, mate. Did I? <laughs> well, I, I didn't know, know they were slaves. So monkeys, they pick for it anyway. If they do, I thought it was maybe an exchange, a fair exchange program. Yeah, you give me a coconut, I'll give you some slaves. food. Yeah, I don't think so. People, a, a grown man can pick 80 coconuts. A what? day. A, okay, a day. <laughs> in his lifetime. In his lifetime. As soon as <laughs> he, he dies, yeah. <laughs> the average monkey can pick a thousand. In a day? In a day. They're wow. bloody good workers. Yeah. Wow. So you look, at, you look at what they've done and you go, God, they're taking advantage, aren't they? Mm. And so they're doing the right thing. Peter, for people for the ethical treatment of animals, they've come out and said that, yeah, we're going to boycott these coconut picking machines. Yeah. Which obviously is a good thing because you, you don't want people taking advantage of them. Course. Ignorant people that didn't understand, like me, because mm. I, I look at <laughs> monkey employees. Well, I just thought <laughs> I, I wouldn't have thought it was. I thought maybe that was like their their niche. Like maybe it wasn't. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't. Sorry, my first thought isn't to jump to oh unfair treatment. But there's no fair. How can you have a fair treatment of a monkey? You they, give me they a should coconut. Be, they should be living in the wild. You give me some coconuts. I'll give you some bananas or something like They're that. They're probably giving them bananas. It doesn't make it fine. I don't know that though. <laughs> what do you? And now I do. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Sorry for sorry for coming to the party late. Right. Okay. Sorry for realizing later than everyone else. So are they? Are they? Is it boycotted? Are they officially stop stocking these things? Heaps of supermarkets around the world. Uh, lots from the UK and some from the US and uh, other parts of Europe as well. Actually, they're jumping on. So board. has Australia got money? Monkey slave co- coconut water in our shops? Uh, Again, because I don't know any of the brands. I don't know the big brands. I don't think I've heard of them. Autros. Hopefully, we don't have them here. But I if you don't see Autros, so. don't, don't buy it because it's monkey slaves. And, yep, it's not. I'll tell you, if you thought it was funny or fun like I did, <laughs> talk to Hayden because <laughs> he'll tell you otherwise. Get up with Nick and Hado on CQ's hit. We got stung, Hado. Yeah, we did. No other way to say it. Uh, there's no, uh, not worth it beating around the bush. Mm-hmm. Earlier in the week, we asked what your signature scent was. I can't smell. I thought we'd try and get people to try and describe theirs. And uh, we were joined by a man named Jaleel. Jaleel also has a nickname uh, based off of his signature scent. Jaleel, you've got yourself a signature scent? Yeah, it's Budu from Gucci. Blue from Gucci? No, nah, Budu. Oh, Budu. Sorry, I'm so sorry. I have no idea. What does it smell yeah, like? It smells like Budu. It smells, <laughs> it's, it's my signature scent, Budu. Well, I got given it for a birthday present, and people know me as King Budu now. Jaleel, people do not call you King Budu. They do. They call me King Budu. Now, uh, King Budu joins us on the line. Uh, <laughs> good morning, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. How are you? <laughs> not too bad, King Budu. Now, <laughs> we... We saw this. There's a video that someone put up on Facebook. Uh, it got a lot of attention very quickly because mm. you've you've pulled one over us. Yeah. Uh, from what we understand, King Budu 
not a cologne made by Gucci. No, I think you've, you've made that up, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> I, think it, I think it could be a thing. It could really, yeah, maybe it could be. Oh, maybe now. Around here, smelling like voodoo. Look, we're, look, we're not from around here. I've never heard voodoo as a word. So uh, I didn't realise it was a bit naughty. So Can you, being polite, you know, maybe there's kids in the car listening. Can you define voodoo okay. for us? <laughs> um, <laughs> for all those that are Aboriginal out there would definitely know. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's the Aboriginal word for penis. Okay, all yeah. right. <laughs> now tell us, uh, Julia or King Voodoo, I should say, do you, is yeah, that you a, to me as King Buddy, please. I'm so sorry. Wait, uh, how, your Honour. How bad is this word? Should we be saying it on the radio or is it fine? Ah, it's fine. Okay, Because okay. my immediate thought was, oh, it's something we don't know. Uh, we'd done some Googling. Um, we had one of our colleagues tell us it might have meant like, you know, butthole or something. <laughs> um, then some, some other guys have filled this in otherwise. We were worried that it was the equivalent of like dropping the C-bomb. No, nah, but I think we're all right. <laughs> Uh, oh, no. The video you sent us as well, uh, it was someone filming the radio with you talking about, you know, being King of Voodoo. <laughs> it got like 10,000 views, which is so much better than any video we've ever put out. Oh, man. So, King Voodoo, well done, honestly. Just congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, quickly, before we let you go, Your Honour. Um, <laughs> does, Thank you. Does, um, do you get the nickname King Voodoo prior to uh, stitching us up earlier in the week? Oh, I was getting it before. Yep. It up. Yeah. Good. Well, you're going to get so, it now from all of central a, Queensland. It's a it's a continued thing now. Oh, mate, <laughs> yeah, the, it'll it'll right now, it's official. That's <laughs> it. Well, like any royal title, you die with it. It's, yep. there, it's there for the rest of your life. Uh, thanks for joining us, mate. We uh, we appreciate your time. Your honour. No worries. That was the Nick and Hato catch up. Listen live weekdays from six a.m. on Hits.